Welcome back to Sunday Scripture from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas. Every week we're taking some time to look at the Sunday readings for the Mass of the upcoming weekend. Today we're looking at the readings for the fourth Sunday of Easter, which is April 25th, 2021. Uh, you can find these readings at usccb.org under the Daily Readings tab at the top of the page. Uh, real quick before we go on, be sure to subscribe uh, to whatever podcast platform you're on. Go ahead and subscribe to this so that you don't miss any of our future weekly episodes. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and look through the readings for this Sunday. Book of Acts, chapter 4. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, Leaders of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a cripple, namely, by what means he was saved, then all of you and all the people of Israel should know that it was in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. In his name this man stands before you healed. He is the stone rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. And the responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 118. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me, and have been my savior. The stone in which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We will bless you from the house of the Lord. I will give thanks to you, for you have answered me, and have been my Savior. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his kindness endures forever. This, the stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. Our second reading comes from the first letter of John, chapter 3. Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Our gospel today is from John chapter 10. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd, and whose sheep are not his own, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. All right, so go ahead and take a moment here to pause and reflect, either by yourself or with your, or if you are with others. Uh, think about those readings. Think about what stuck out to you, what questions you might have what seemed interesting there, uh, what God's maybe saying to you through these readings. 
Uh, as a team, we've already had the chance to do that, so we're going to go ahead and go right into our reflections. I guess one part of the readings that really stood out for me um, was the beginning of uh, the first letter to, of John. Um, See what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may, we may be called the children of God. Um, and just that, like, reminder there of that we're his, that we belong to him, um, and there's really not a thing we can do that changes that, good or bad. Like, we can't earn his love. Like, there's no achievements or um, that we can, you know, and things that we accomplish that, like, makes him love us more or, like, in order for him to love us, we have to achieve, you know, we have to do something. Um, it's just a given. Um, and it's one of the few unchanging things in this world is God's love for us um, because we are his. Um, because we are his his daughters, because we are his sons, um, and that he loves us. And, like, he's holding us in existence because of his love for us. Um, and that, like, if he stops loving us and stops thinking about us, then we cease to exist. Um, which I think, like, very much ties into the reading, um, the gospel reading from John chapter 10 of the love of the shepherd for his sheep. Um, like a good shepherd is going to lay down his life for his sheep and like knows every single one of them. Um, there could be up to like a thousand sheep in a herd um, with one individual shepherd and like he goes out um, and like can call the sheep and they know his voice. And like how are we in that relationship with the father? We belong to him, but like we have to know his voice and like He's going to continue to be there for us, and it's so unchanging. But do we know the voice of the shepherd? Um, and where we can differentiate between the voice of the wolves and the voice of the shepherd. Um, so that we're going to be protected. And, like, the shepherd's going to protect us. God's going to protect us and try to protect us from all the, the evils of the world. But if we don't know his voice, then it's going to make it really difficult in our lives to be able to distinguish those voices that are trying to constantly distract us um, or to run to the shepherd. Yeah, I think relating like that first reading to the gospel, it's um, it's one of those readings that's very comforting and, you know, peaceful in the sense that to know that he knows us and no matter the situation, you know, God is for us and will be there by our sides because, you know, he doesn't do this for us in the way that we often do things, you know, either for some sort of personal gain or, um, or, you know, it says because this is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep, you know, it's a very, like, um, sometimes I know, like, that's how we can go about things, like, whether we think about it that way or not, and that's just not how God does things for us. He won't scatter out of fear, you know, he knows us and is for us, and so that kind of then circles back to okay, so how well do we know him and how well do we um, kind of try to reciprocate that love? Yeah, there's there's two spots that are really sticking out to me here. Uh, but just two things really from the, the gospel. Um, one one of my favorite uh, saints or saints to be is Blessed Stanley Rother, uh, Rother, to be honest. I don't know how you say the last name. I've heard it both ways. Um, but he was a priest from Oklahoma who in like the 60s and 70s um, went... Uh, was 
he pastored a, a missionary parish in Guatemala. Um, and eventually he was martyred. Um, he was, because the country, things were getting worse. Uh, there was a civil war going on. Uh, he was, his life was in danger, so the diocese called him back. Um, and while he was home, he realized, like, no, I, I'm supposed to be there. Uh, and the quote that really has become kind of his, his go-to quote was, the shepherd can't run at the first sign of danger, um, which is very much in reference to Jesus talking about himself as the good shepherd. Um, and so for someone who you know, is a priest in that case, uh, especially for a community that he really rebuilt from the ground up, it's, um, it's cool to see that that is reflected in priests and bishops and deacons and others in the church. Um, maybe not always, but by those that are, that are good shepherds, it's encouraging to know that that's, um, that's the image that they're, they're taking. The other part of this is something I mentioned with our teens last night, and that is um, the good shepherd versus like the, the hired hand, um, who is who's really only there for, it's just, he's just doing a job. He's not going to risk his life for this. You know, he's, he's only getting paid so much. Um, when something goes wrong, he's going he's gonna to take off and save himself rather than the sheep. Um, I think a lot of our times from not so much from the shepherd's perspective, but from the sheep's perspective. Um, people in our lives that we have depended on, that have been leaders, maybe parents or others, um, members of the clergy or friends, you know, relig- um, boyfriends or girlfriends or people of that sort, really anybody in our life that means a lot. Often those people, at least in certain moments, uh, act like the, the hired hand who uh, you know, abandon us when things get hard uh, or when things that are more important, you know, pop up for them. And we tend to think that, um, it's a temptation to think for a lot of people that, um, that because of that, you're, you're not the sort of person worth saving. You're not the sort of person worth dying for. Um, and so Jesus always placing himself as the good shepherd um, and the fact that he's God and saying, well, yeah, maybe other people don't, uh, other people will abandon you, other people will run, and, but don't take who you are from that. If you're going to learn anything yourself, take it from me, who's going to say, I am the good shepherd, and I will die for you, because you are worth dying for. Um, I think it's just an important thing for a lot of people to, to hear, because uh, abandonment is something that everybody deals with at some point. I think that's a, this is a good place to remember, um, no matter how much that happens at other points in our lives, um, that God is always going to be the good shepherd and stick with us. I think for me, there, there's a couple things that, that stand out in the, the first reading, um, for sure. So we have kind of the, the background and context is that Peter and John are together when this happens. And they've just had a, a crippled person who is literally clinging to them. Like the, the word is that like he's, he's grabbed onto, he's like hugging on the two of them after this happens and the people see it and it's actually the Pharisees and Sadducees and the temple guards that they're talking to in this scene and that's why I think it's so important this is like Peter filled with the Holy Spirit says leaders of the people and elders like he's calling them out right now and he said he quotes Psalm 118 which I think is also something that's very profound here and he says the stone rejected by you the builders, which has become the cornerstone. Like, he, he's calling them out. Like, you did this, and I have no authority. Like, I've been to prison. John's been to prison. Like, we've been arrested multiple times. We've been threatened multiple times. You have beaten us. But we know that this is all truth. You crucified Jesus the Nazarene. He was the cornerstone. And you are the builders. And so I think it, it's, 
it's purposeful that he quotes the song because of the audience that's there. And he does it without hesitation. And I think the reason why there's no fear and no hesitation anymore is because of what we know from the other readings. We know that God would never leave us, that we are his children. And we know that Jesus is the good shepherd. And what happens a lot of times in, in our modern society is we think of the 100 sheep as a, um, like an economic exchange. Like you would never leave 99 cents behind for the one cent or $99 behind for the $1. Like you would keep on to your nine. But that was never the mindset of a shepherd. The shepherd was always, my entire flock is necessary. There is no one sheep that is lesser value than any of the other sheep combined. So all of them have to be together at all times. And I think we've we've kind of lost that mindset. Like we hear like in songs, like Reckless Love or something that like you leave the 99 and we kind of look at it like, oh, like he would do that just for me. Yes, he absolutely would do that just for you, but he would also do that for anyone. You know, it, it's not just that lost sheep that he would do that for. It's, it's every sheep that stumbles along the way that they would, the shepherd would leave everything behind for that because the whole idea was for us to all be together right and so we look at it as a community of believers like look at the church as a whole you have peter and john now like later we learn that like five thousand people have been added to the church right after this happens because the church is growing the church is building and it's the same way that we have to look at church in what we're doing is like who during this last 14 months as we've been been going through the pandemic Sorry, I don't know what that word was. But as we've been going through the pandemic, like, who, who have we lost along the way? Like, who do we need to reach out to? Like, who should we be shepherding? Like, who have we lost in our flock that we have to bring back to the church? And I think that's the mission. And then from there, once we get the rest of that flock back together, who else is out there that we're missing? Because as it says in John's first letter, we are all God's children. Not just the people who want to be part of the family. We are all in this family, period, whether we recognize it or not. So who, who can we reach out to during these times and, and let them know the, the love of Christ and that you know, whether, whether they like it or not, the church is there for them and we are there for them. And we're, we are still filled with that same Holy Spirit. I think we've forgotten that too. Is that the, the spirit that lived in those disciples to heal people is the same spirit that lives in all of us.